going on, everybody? Welcome to Elite Wrestling Audio. This is your NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver post show. It's me, your boy Val Cisco, and as always with me, the Bobby Fish to my Roderick Strong, Mr. J Rance himself. How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm excited riding the high that Stand and Deliver was, riding the high that is all this week, bro. We got wrestling, combat, sports, so it's a good time, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic as well, too. I'm exuding all that energy that we just saw from both nights, night one and night two from Stand and Deliver. And I got to say, man, I think the name lived up to the moniker. I think NXT, at this point in time, with both shows on WrestleMania week, stood and delivered. How did you feel? Yeah, man. I think both. I always like. I always like to say here, takeover always deliver. You know. So, but I think both nights delivered. One a little bit more than the other, but they both had their moments and were epic, man. And they delivered, in my opinion, both. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do feel that one had a little bit more of a, a, a foot, like that, like that, that footprint that you leave behind as that NXT final show than the other. But yeah. I will say, they both. They worked out fine for me. It really felt really great just having two days of just great, pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of shenanigans. Some storylines that came to an end. And, um, yep. yeah, some culminations as well, yep. too. So, so, yeah, let's get into it, man. Like, com- coming out of the Capitol Center once again out of Orlando, Florida. Uh, this takeover in the Capitol Center... They extended the um, the whole center for an extra row for fans to come in. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I noticed that. That was pretty freaking cool. And did you notice the effect, like, with the screens that they had, like, of cage yes. links on them and stuff? I was like, okay, y'all going all out right now. That's what I... That I mean, while they lacked in some area and stages, because I'll be honest, I'll just let it go. I'll let it go off the rip, bro. <laughs> like, um... You know, for me, NXT TakeOver are always synonymous for having the most freaking killer sets, always. This one felt a little bit bland. I get you, though. It gave us Survivor Series feels, but it, it something fell off. I don't know if it was the, the Big Skull or the, the, the WrestleMania Pirate in the back and stuff. So I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, I feel all over the place. But I did like that addition of the extra row, and I did like the addition of the cage link on the screens. That was pretty I cool. agree with you. I think that there were lacking in some areas when it came to the aesthetics of the stage. You know, it just felt like they just put a skull there of NXT and called it a day. But hey, I mean, they're working with what they got right now until mm-hmm. the changes are made. Um, I, I did like the skull. Yeah, like you said, we said off the podcast, it gave me Deadly Games Survivor Series uh, vibes. I think the ginormous X in the background kind of killed it for me, or the half of X. Yeah. That was a little cheap. Yeah. And then, like, the random pirate sword that you would see, yeah. like, down the rampway. I'm like, bro, I'm getting, like, a half-assed sword that's already, like, inside the boo box. So it's yeah, like, wait, we're not even getting, like, a pirate on? theme for NXT. This is just like, hey, this is a standalone show. This is us. You know, we're here to perform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did feel the WrestleMania overshadowing it just a tad bit. You know, a tad bit of Vince's fingerprint left off on this. But at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, though, like... um, even with all that there, the simplicity felt nice. The organic crowd reactions, although sometimes they felt dead, especially in night two, I felt like there were a lot of dead spots in the crowd. Uh, maybe it's because all that energy was already exuded from some matches. Um, I did. I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. I actually felt the the night two crowd was a bit better than the one. 
because I was getting a lot of more chanting. Like, you know, for the first match, they were chanting like ladder in Spanish, like, Ecalera. you get what I'm saying? Like little moments like that. I was like, okay, this is giving me old school NXT vibes. I mean, or maybe I was just like super into night one that I just like, bl- you know, blacked the crowd out. You know, you get what I'm saying? So maybe that's all. No, no, I, I think you have a point. I think the fans were more vocal and you know in into the story i want to say because you had you know you suck o'reilly the little things like yeah, that yeah you you heard that yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or the the same one too sorry for cutting you off i told my boss while we was watching it bro somebody really don't like escobar because you just heard you suck (laughs) (laughs) so you got some good like like fan interaction maybe it took another night for fans to get back into wrestling again and just you know be themselves because that first night i felt this an audience being audience you know they were clapping they were shouting night two I did feel the energy from the crowd, but maybe it was a certain matches that I just felt like we're just maybe they were on a high, they were on a low. I'm not too sure, but regardless, the the the, the crowd extension was there, and then just the hype. I felt from from night one, from the entrance music to night two, the entrance music to the video packages to the storytelling. Mm-hmm from each and every single match, no matter how fast it was put together or not, they all mattered in some way or some form. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think it was just such a, whoever like booked each night, or you know, if it's age or whatever, whoever worked each night and came up with each night, like this match is gonna be here, this match is gonna be there for the spots, whatever was in night one and night two, it just carried over so symbiotic. Also, I think the effect of night one for for the result that we got in the main event i think kind of led into the hype as well for night two because you were you were kind of like okay are we what are we gonna get next you get what i'm saying so i think the main event for night one also set the tone for night two in my opinion oh yeah definitely definitely you saw some ramifications happen with both shows and i i liked it they blended together very nicely as well um mm-hmm. how did you feel about the additions of pre-show matches before the main show for nxt those are pretty cool. I enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I'm always down for a good pre-show match. And I think both pre-show matches were good. But I'll say the first night because we got Tony Storm versus Zoe Starks. Mm-hmm. But the second one, we did get the number one contender for the tag team title shot, which is Killian Dane and um, Spud McKenzie, whatever his name is. I keep forgetting <laughs> his name. It's not even Spud McKenzie. I'm... Oh, God. What's Drake his, Maverick. His name? Drake Maverick. There you go. Rockstar Spud, that's the name. But um, yeah, so um, I think it's cool. I think it adds a pay-per-view feel, and it gives you know a little extra match that's not going to make it on the main card, but it's good. Yeah. How do you feel about um, it? I go, I go back and forth sometimes, and I feel, you know, with WrestleMania coming through, there aren't going to be any pre-show matches. All those pre-show matches are going to be straight up on SmackDown, unfortunately. But that just leaves your mind to wander a little bit and just um, get into the show and anticipate the show. This is where the announcers or the backstage coordinators, uh, corresponders, they can do their thing and actually have a good time having conversations about matches instead of always feeling interrupted to, to rush into a, a pre-show match. I'd rather have the build up to WrestleMania and then see all my matches on those days, at least for the WWE side, for the main roster side, than watch a, a, a pre-show match, which was probably pretty damn good but be forgotten because of the main show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I feel like, you know, maybe something like Tony Storm and Zoe Stark maybe do deserve a spot on the event. So I see your point now. But um, for me, I'm always up for it, though. 
All right. Let's get into night one, man. There's a lot to talk about in night one. A lot of ramifications came, especially with that main event. But was there a match? Let's start with... We'll get to the good or the great, but let's start with like maybe the mediocre because I don't think there was any bad matches, but maybe just the match that you felt that maybe didn't live up to ex- expectation in your eyes. Hmm, night one, and I apologize right now. I'm trying to find the card. Oh, for I got, night I got one. you right here. So night <laughs> yeah. one started us off with Pete Dunn versus Kashida, Bronson Reed, uh, winning that that um gauntlet match for the nxc yeah. championship or uh, north american championship walter versus Tommaso champa msk Rizzle young veterans and of course legado del fantasma and of course raquel gonzalez and woof yo Shirai gets his high yes sir um yeah the one that really disappointed off the rip i'll say it was kushida and pika because i really i mean while it was good but just as you said off the podcast, you felt that it never reached the second level. Like it, it just, it just got to a moment where it plateaued, and I maybe that that was it for me. Like I had to hear it from somebody else because I was looking. I did get strong styles, you know, British, European strong style, Japanese strong style. I got that. I got the little technicalities. I got the reversals and all that stuff, the submission, everything. But it it, it just missed a little caveat. I'm like, all right when are you gonna bump it up to that next notch and i feel like we never got it and for me it was a little bit surprising well this is just me being me i guess whoever wants to mark out mark out but you know or whatever come in my neck maybe i mean i'm being a little biased but i feel like kushida has a so much shit in nxt that this could have been his moment you get what i'm saying like he was he was white hot for a moment and then to just losing to pete dunn it, it was just kind of redundant in my opinion so i feel that match really kind of was kind of meh and lackluster for me and i have my opinions about the main event as well maybe with the result so but um everything else was phenomenal what about you what what, what was mediocre or what was kind of like felt flat for you you know you kind of convinced me of that one because i really was gonna go with the main event but i think in some ways we can expect you know, maybe the lack of experience or maybe just the overbooking of that main event and just be mm-hmm. like, well, we could have saw that coming. Like, I, I understand that. But I think we could both agree that alone, Kushida and Pete Dunn can make five, six, seven star matches if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. And maybe it was the placement of this match as well, too. Maybe if you started off with the Gauntlet match, let everybody ride yeah. on that on that extreme roller coaster ride that, that was that they were putting you through and then get to a nice technical fast match. I think it would have been perceived a little bit better. But to open it up, I feel like there was a lot of expectation. You want to see these guys go for at least 15 minutes to maybe 20 minutes of just really shooting as hard as possible. And they told an okay story, but you're right. Like, like we were talking about it never took that second gear never went into the next level reminds me of wrestlemania with uh nakamura and aj where that next level never engaged just never it never triggered whatsoever yeah i agree with you and i think that's what it was as well because as the match ended i was like oh wow Uh, i think i told you that asap off the podcast where i was like I was expecting more time. These dudes didn't even go for like a good 25. So I'm like, that's maybe that's why we never got the second level. Also, you're probably absolutely correct. Maybe this should have not opened the show. Maybe the gauntlet match would have got the juices flowing. It would have got the juices flowing for both competitors and it would have just set the tone for the night. So, but that that one was really disappointing for me, that match, honestly. I was looking forward to that and it fell flat. 
in my opinion. Yeah, man, I, I agree, I agree. I think I, I understand the placement now, too, because um, unfortunately, I felt like the storytelling with this match with the fingers and the hands, they were almost yeah. telling the same story with the Walter and the Tommaso Champa match. So if you would have had those back-to-back, it could have conflicted, especially when they had such a, not the same, but almost similar kind of storytelling in the match. So do you think maybe shuffling one of these uh, fights between the days would have worked out? Maybe, maybe, because I felt like this was such a hardcore match for a lot of hardcore fans. Like, I feel like this was supposed to be their Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle moment or, you know, um, an, an Okada versus Tanahashi moment of just a clash of styles, submission for submission, hold for hold. And what you kind of got was a decent match and led you wanting more, but not so much either too because you're like okay this is what you can do well all right you're not want you don't make me want to crave part two part three whatsoever yeah that's facts that's facts and thinking about it now maybe you could have left Kushida done night one and then night two walter and champa because that fight did have big fight feels in my opinion you know what <clears throat> i would even it would have worked for me too uh if they did like a you know, two out of threes almost like night one Pete Dunn and Kushida, night two Pete one Pete Dunn and Kushida, and then on the debut episode on Tuesday for NXT, you could have that final fight. Maybe winner gets NXT title shot. Boom! You would ask something that they could approve between both takeovers, and then something for the audience to lead into until Tuesday. Yeah, I can see that makes sense. That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. Alas, that did not happen. <laughs> but nope. I get it. What was your your highest moment? Like, what match on night one really just took the took the prize? You grabbed the brass ring, in your opinion. It would probably have to be between the Walter match and Tommaso Ciampa, or the Gauntlet match. I think, or or now, nah, I, I mean, I can't even say it, bro. Those three or the tag team because the tag team was phenomenal. I think that. What did it for me for the tag team was that we saw the desperation in Legado, their Fantasma. They're like, all right, bro, we're, all, we're getting overlooked for way too long. And they went out there toward the house mm-hmm. now. But then, then the chemistry that I, I may not like him in WWE because I love the hell out of the Rascals. We love them here. Like, but I think that the Rascals and GYV has such great chemistry, these four guys. I think they just complement each other so well. So that's one thing why I enjoyed the tag match. But um, thinking about it now, then I really enjoyed the hell out of the gauntlet match because it was entertaining as hell. Um, I'm not going to lie, bro. Leon Ruff getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, <laughs> he was a straight fodder, bro. He was straight fodder, kind of like Dolph Ziggler. That's what it reminds me. And he could take a bump, bro. He could take a freaking bump. So that was cool. But I think the high moment for me was just uh scott bro isaiah scott he looks just so phenomenal you see him we know he's a star but just gradually this heel role has kind of helped him in a way for me and then just seeing him and bronson reed being the last ones where i was sitting here please don't let it be dexter loomis please don't let it be dexter loomis so when dexter loomis got eliminated i was like all right cool i'm all in so i think those two matches for me were the high moments um how did you feel about those matches yeah before you give us your high no moments? i think i think we were on the same page because you know um I, although i did love the triple threat tag team match um I, and i agree with the chemistry between msk and grizzled young veterans um I, I think we, we both said like the, the wrong team kind of went over again mm-hmm. and 
you're, you're skyrocketing them to like the top as much as possible but they have nothing to fight for now it's like you're almost working against them now because now in order for something special to happen with them they have to lose those titles i think it would have been better to have grizzled young veterans finally get those titles let the heel team win and give msk something to fight for for the next round for the next pay-per-view that's how you get an audience it's not hard but they shot their load real quick Bro, it, it goes with what you're saying and it's not hard. You're making phenomenal points because the thrill is in for the face to chase the heel. That's always the thrill. It's always good there because you want to see, you want to celebrate with the face once they get the titles. Like, all right, we dethroned bad guy. You know, so also like you're saying, they're getting everything thrown at their feet. The rose petals, the dusty cup the tag team titles because it goes to what you said and it's just to hit trey miguel over the yep. head like okay this is what you're missing out on you didn't want to sign with us all right so we're gonna give them the sack strap they're gonna win the dusty cup that's all it is but i mean they're gonna gobble it up and eat it because of course this is the dream for them this is maximum they want to be champs of course but they already peaked in my eyes like mm-hmm. you said they peaked this is the ceiling for MSK for the Rascals, it's downhill from here. There's nothing else for them in NXT, at least. Depends, unless they start going, you know, the the uh, Matt Riddle way and just start over exaggerating everything, and they'll succeed. But they already did it on the promo yeah, tonight. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't with them. But yeah, and then when it comes to um, the Gauntlet match, you know, I love the fact that Bronson Reed gets a chance. Um, Mm-hmm. I think the only low points that I had why well, I love Leo Leon Ruff getting the shit rocked like every second. <laughs> I think him and Swerve have amazing chemistry. They do. They like do. he knows yeah. how to take a beating from Swerve. He knows how to make he Swerve look does. great. And Swerve, because of that, look great against everyone else in this match. I think they have a lot of money yeah. banked on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yo, they do, bro. I think they really do. And I think his dancing partner right now is Leon Ruff. Because I was seeing that yesterday. I was like, bro, these dudes have amazing chemistry. And as crazy as it is, bro, they for for all the crap he's eating right now, I see Leon Ruff getting somewhere in NXT, yeah, honestly. Like, the, the whole title switch is very, you know, a detrimental swerve real quick. But with all the crap he's eating and the you know the beatings he's taken from swerve he definitely has something for them in the future what kind of killed that match for me though is like the treatment for cameron grimes and la knight i love the fact of like yep. you know big money cameron grimes paying off people that's kind of cool mm, I love but it. like yeah. you, you gave him a moment of brilliance and then you took it away once again it felt like there was no reason for him to be in the match and the same thing for la knight my man eli drake just seems like yeah he's great with the promo i feel like he's getting almost like the the bobby Roode treatment in reverse like he's a guy that has everything the whole package the physique the wrestling the promo but they're gonna give him a lot of shit to eat before he thinks mm-hmm. he's worthy to be on top of nxt because they know he's good yeah of course i agree with you like He's, you said it like last week, he's already losing. So I'm like, yeah, he's definitely gonna eat some crap. My question to you is, I know you've always been hot and cold about Dexter Loomis, but how did you feel about Dexter Loomis getting eliminated from the jump and obviously being in a storyline with LA Knight? Do you think like that's good for both guys right now? Maybe, I mean, they both work in the same company around the same time as well too. So they have mm-hmm. that history um, with Impact Wrestling. Um, but, all right, 
what are we gonna see from that feud that we haven't seen already from a Dexter Lewis feud? Is he gonna creep LA Knight out and we're just gonna get some funny haha's from LA Knight? I mean, we kind of saw that with yeah. Cameron already. We saw that with Johnny. We saw that with other people as well too. So I think I'm waiting for the next level for for Dexter. I think a heel turn works for him a lot better. I think they're just scared to see where that character can go as a heel because it could get very weird very quick. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, like. My dad already felt Dexter Loomis is weird, but I told him, bro, you haven't seen Impact Dexter Loomis cut, cutting off hair locks, sniffing him, popping out the closet with the little butcher cloak. So he's like, oh, okay, I remember. Yeah, it was weird. So that's why I was like, yeah, they can't do that here in WWE. But I agree. Maybe that's why they don't want him to go full heel because a character like that, you got to get real creepy, bro. I'm talking about like, you know, sniffing hair. Yeah. And then just obsessing, you, bro. You can't do like, it in this so. age. Like the, well, at least in nah. WWE, I feel like that's still a niche audience on like pop culture. You look at shows like yeah. You that's very successful. You know, girls just you know getting stalked. Like, ooh, what would happen if this yeah. would? Like, could, I guess you could get with that, mm-hmm. but you know, with this right here, not and, in professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anywhere else, I feel that it can be pulled off. I even feel like an impact. Hell, you got a man shot on Impact on national <laughs> TV. So sniffing the golden lock, bro, it can get pulled over. But it's just that WWE is too high in the limelight, so they cannot do nothing like that. So I'm guessing we both agree that Walter and Tommaso Ciampa has to be the match of the night then. For night one? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I would agree. That was the match of the night, man. Uh, walk me through. How did you feel about this? I match? felt like this was the perfect match for both of them. I felt like they gave a lot of offense both to Tommaso and to Walter. They made Walter look vulnerable in a lot of points. We all knew that Walter was not going to lose the title, but if you can make the crowd believe that, you know, the the villain is actually hurt and the hero can possibly get one over um then the storytelling is working that you're really bringing in the audience right there and i felt that throughout the whole entire match i love you know even though i love crazy champa i love the clean cut back to trucks, <laughs> psycho killer champa yeah. that came out um i love everything that he did in this match from even the weight distri- distribution there were parts where he was doing death valley drivers and air ride Sharon's off the top rope and whatnot. Like the yeah. dude was, the dude was a monster. And then Walter's just such a fucking tactician, man. That guy is a technical mm. wizard. And I love the fact that you have a person like Wade Barrett that can really coach you on who Walter is and why yeah. it's so important for British strong style to respect their mat. I think Wade Barrett was the perfect person, if not Nigel McGuinness the perfect person to explain that bro that leads me into a, a one caveat that i wanted to say but i agree with you walter even though at one moment i thought he ended champa's life when <laughs> he like just kicked him off the top rope i'm like oh my god you're gonna end him <laughs> but he he definitely is such a great ring general and for the u.s crowd that does not know much of walter i think Wade Barrett was the lubricant into everything that is Walter. Because of course we know Walter, but a lot of people are going to remember Walter from being bushed out in Survivor Series. So they're not going to get that backstory like Wade Barrett did. And that's why I appreciated Wade Barrett. But the match was phenomenal. I was scared. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to win. That's that's a give me. Because they're not going to put the UK strap on some muscle. I'm all for it, though. (laughs) It's weird. That's why. 
yeah, I'm I, I'm all for it as well, bro. Like, but it just wasn't no. happening. So, but um, I was just scared that we were gonna get a Dragon Off match. Like I told you, I'm like, while the Dragon Off match was crazy, Walter and Dragon Off that match was intense, hard hitting. If you guys have not watched it, go check that. That was just like red chest freaking capillaries busted all over the chest and just going to town on each other bro that was a hard-hitting brutal match um but i always felt that dragonoff never was able to hurt walter in that match it was kind of like one chop two chop and here comes walter with the big mitt i'm gonna smack you down you get what i'm saying so with this i was scared because i was getting those same vibes but when we saw tomaso champa going back back and forth with him hurting him making it believable getting some nice deep pins i'm like you know some kickouts i was like okay i'm all aboard i know he's not gonna win but this is fucking good and then like i told you when he came out bro clean shaved going back to that crazy status like yo you he was saying it you want black heart you want black heart well you got it so i'm like all right yeah i'm i'm all for this and he did bust them up but getting just to the ring general, this is a quick tangent. Man, I love Imperium so much, but they're not using Imperium right. But I've, I'm no, you're right. Why. They're not. They're not. It was good to see them at the end of uh, at the end of the stage as well too, celebrating with Walter. This, you know what? I I'll say this right now. You know, if my man Cesaro and Sheamus get jobbed out of Mania this year, send those boys to NXT UK because they'll put some legitimacy yeah. into that brand, and those would be some great matches. Imagine Cesaro and Walter. Imagine. Uh, Sheamus and Walter and just how brutal those matches be. Imagine a triple threat between all of them. It would be intense. Yeah. That would put NXT UK on the map. Yeah, and NXT UK, like as much as we love it, I feel like it's missing a little spark. And we haven't seen that cross brand as we did in the past where we saw Cassius Ono. Um, who else did we see out there? Finn Balor. People like that jumping all around. So I, I think it, it, it's missing it. It's missing it. Well, that was pretty much it that we, we liked. Let's talk about the, the the elephant in the room, which was the championship match between Io Shirai taking on Raquel Gonzalez. Big match field. I, I, I like the fact that, you know, these ladies, you know, got epic entrances as well, too. I think you saw a lot of excitement from Raquel. Like she was like naturally, this is her main event spot right here. This is her spot, but you, you saw like almost like the little girl in her, like she's because she's in this moment. Even with Dakota, they were having that moment together. It looked like she was almost breaking character because she wasn't the stern face that she always is. So that was there, and then Io is just a fucking stud. Like nothing that she can do is wrong. In my opinion, she can wrestle that skull and it'll be a great match. Ten, ten star match. <laughs> but walk me through this match. How did you feel about it? Um, I want to get your views first. Give me your views because I have my views on the main event. But get your views out first because I know you were, you, you were off the rip. You were high with the, the, the result. Yeah, because, um, all right, I, I'm okay with the result. I don't mm-hmm. mind Raquel being champion. I just don't like the storytelling in the match. And the storytelling kind of, without saying it, told it that Raquel is the greener part- partner in this dance right now. And yep. everything, the most inexperienced partner in this dance. And EO is dominating. But the size difference, you have 
the perfect Andre Hulk Hogan match right now for the ladies. But instead, you're doing it in reverse where EO, the more experienced wrestler, is getting all the takedowns, getting all the high spots, all the moves, all the offense, not even back and forth. 50-50 or 60-40. Most of the offense, 80% was Io Shirai beating some ass. Uh, to the point where she even dragged her outside, um, flew off the, the Survivor Series skull, um, jumped on, on Raquel. Uh, she even survived a double team from Dakota Kai as well, too, which felt a little lackluster, in my opinion. I felt like they, they could have used Dakota mm-hmm. a little bit more in this match to make her more notorious. Yeah. But you know, I digress. It was a lot of like 80% offense from EO. And then in that last bit of energy that, that Raquel got, because she was not that she was botching a lot in the match, but she was kind of slow on things. Her timing was not there. It didn't feel as crisp as I seen her before. Maybe that could have been nerves. That could have been a lot of things. Um, oh, EO? Know, uh, Raquel. Uh, Raquel? Okay. Um, I think the power bomb looked good. The two power bombs. She did the power bomb outside, and then she did the power bomb inside the ring. I think they looked good. They looked impactful, but I just felt like it came out of nowhere. There was no build for this monster that that's taking over EO. It was more so like, oh, she got the hurt. She got her secret weapon, which is that power bomb, and she won. That's how I felt about it. How did you feel about it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I would have to agree because um, we did see something. This was also kind of somewhat. Similar, also, it did not get to that next level until we saw EO jumping off the mm. skull. But um, we did see a lot of greenness in Raquel still. I mean, this girl has came a long way. She's came a long way. Character evolution and everything from the main Young Classic, you know, when she used to come out with the tassels and the chaps and everything mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So she has evolved. That is true. But I feel that we just skyrocketed her. I, and I get it. A lot of circumstances on the main roster has kind of taken her dance partner away, which is uh, Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. in my opinion. We never we never got a stamp on that. So I feel that Rhea Ripley was bringing out the best in her and in each other, in each other. So when we got EO, it was kind of like you saw the discrepancy where like, hey, you're not on EO's level, bro. Like, I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of hate towards Dakota Kai. Um, I think this would have been a 10 times better match with Dakota yeah, Kai and EO yeah. Shirai. In my in my opinion, um, it's cool that Raquel's getting the strap. I'm not I'm not mad with the result, but um, it, it's a gimme result. We, I mean, EO's held that title for like damn near uh, 700 plus mm-hmm. days, so um, it's something that had to happen. It it, it it paves in a new way for new matches, new stars, new women. Also, an opportunity for you know to get the disgruntledness between Raquel and Dakota where we saw that a while back where Dakota was like hey we got to focus on the tags you know this this is what we're doing right now which that's another thing that I told you about so number one you're already throwing away the Dusty Cup classic it means nothing for the women it means nothing because they won it but now obviously Raquel Gonzalez got the, the strap so that's how I look at it I may be wrong but that's how I look at it it doesn't mean nothing you took the straps off of them hella fast so that means nothing and then now you're gonna throw her into this and then my biggest thing is where does this leave eo we love freaking eo eo's a stud bro and she deserves better i just hope she does not go to the main roster because you say she's gonna get called up i just don't want no shenanigans bro obviously she's gonna be better than oscar she's gonna like you know she's gonna be the next oscar but i don't want the shenanigans so that's why i was a little bit sour with the result but 
the match was okay. The match was okay. There was a lot of like you know weak moments for Raquel, and I maybe I don't want to say weak. Like you said, maybe it was just super excitement, or maybe they just don't have great chemistry together. That that could be it. Yeah, I think chemistry could have been another one as well too. I think a lot of it had to do with Raquel soaking in that moment because, like I said, she did seem mm-hmm. very just in that moment instead of a wrestler. She was more of a fan. And I get it. You're getting the yeah. title. This is like your moment. It was real energy when she won as well, too. Like you can tell, like, damn, like I, I it was like a marquee moment for her as a fan for this to happen. Yeah. So um as far as EO goes, I feel that she's gonna get called up. I feel a couple of people are gonna get called up, man. Um, I just don't know what the direction is for the WWE main roster whatsoever. I don't know. Yep. You know, at least we had a direction before with Paul Heyman. Like, he wanted his, you know, Aleister Blacks and he wanted his, um, oh, look at that, my man, uh, is, uh, he's already escaped my mind. Um, uh, Angel Garza, look at that. You Angel know, Garza. he wanted these people to, to usher in the new generation of wrestlers at that time when they get, when they got called up. And of course, things happen things change and of course they did nothing with them Andrade is gone uh, uh, you know Alistair Black, Black is in catering you know a whole bunch of shit's happening so yeah I am scared but I feel that EO can survive in the main roster not because of the wrestling but because of the personality if she was still like you know the genius of the sky EO Shirai I would have said they would have damaged her some way but I believe since she has this anime kind of character she'll be just fine and it won't be as elevated as Asuka because unfortunately Asuka didn't have a character besides being a badass when she came to the main roster now she's all booty 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 which is kind of stupid because Asuka gets to do more but hell I would take a trade off at this point yeah I mean I would I would I would take a trade off at this point because Asuka's not doing nothing bro like also like the fact that Kyrie left kind of hurt Asuka, man, in my opinion as well. Well, also the way Asuka got the title, which was very Bush, kind of hurt her, in my opinion as well. So, um, yeah, you're opening my eyes right now to the, you know, to the the character that she has, her entrances. I think that would be a, a lure on the main roster for fans to see. So maybe that can get her by just fine. But um, it's just my thing is like we know how main roster mm-hmm. is you you're 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 my new shiny toy for a week but then i'm gonna drop you like look at alistair black he didn't and have a chance this is where he's at he didn't have a chance going he, up i had a feeling though bro because i all i thought was he's the devil incarnate cool but like they're never gonna make a <laughs> take on taker or anything like that that's the thing yeah like i feel you because i i thought the same thing i'm like alistair black super indie gimmick it works in NXT. His little fucking spinning back kicks, black masses, all that. That works on NXT because it's indie field. But the main roster, it's like, okay, you're, how much can you do a black mass? You yeah. know, before people get tired. <laughs> That's of what it, it was. And they stuck him in the black room, like, fight me, find me, <laughs> fight me, <Yeah. laughs> knock on my door. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> inviting a fight for like, like months. Tr- tr- no one would knock at the door. <laughs> Until like one time, and then he was like, <gasps> "The light," <laughs> which that's, that yes, hurt. It did. Well. Yes, it did. <laughs> so it, it's just tricky, but I mean, now, now 
you're absolutely correct. Now we can get more women getting shots at that. We can see the rivalry, hopefully, down the line between Dakota and yeah. Raquel. We can see some other phenomenal stars as well, you know. Um, just a quick name. I won't get into it too much, but, you know, we can possibly see down the line, which I saw it tonight. Bro, maybe an Indy Hartwell, yeah, you know. Definitely. So, definitely opens up the the opportunity and for I think it, just for for the eld for like not the oldest person that's an incorrect way to say it the most experienced person in the roster when it comes to the women's side of things Candice LeRae has a huge opportunity now to at least have that moment as a world champion or at least an NXT women's champion I feel like she won't get that mm-hmm. opportunity on Smackdown on Raw for some reason I don't know what it is I look I think they look at her and Johnny as a package and they want to keep it that way but I, I feel like yeah. if she deserves any moment, it's at least to have that NXT title one time. I agree. And I don't think that uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are going nowhere anytime <laughs> soon. Because one, like like you said, they see them as a package, a two for one. Um, and right now, their job, as much as Gargano has a North American strap, their job right now is to groom Indy Hartwell and yeah. Austin Theory. That's their job. That's their job right now. So Which, they're not going nowhere. That's what you're supposed to do as a wrestler, right? Usher in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're prepared. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. That's what you're supposed to do, you know, not be a selfish prick. <laughs> like, so they're doing it right, bro. But So that's why I don't mind it, you know, for them to go. Because obviously you're going to see the North American strap being vied for between theory and gargano down the line so but um did you have any moments high moments or any other moments low spots that you want to know that's about it man what i was gonna actually ask you was if you had to get Mm -hmm. slapped the turnbuckle for night one but would you slap it Ooh, if i had to slap the turnbuckle i would slap it slapping the beef (laughs) two two and a half bro two and a half two and a half because just with the Kushida match, it, it did kind of little left me with some sour grapes. But um, two and a half, I would give it. I'm going to be ballsy and say three. Ooh, because it did not like make it. me think of changing the channel to AEW once. Or maybe even look at results mm-hmm. for AEW whatsoever. I was glued to watching NXT. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Because that's the thing. Takeovers always gives you phenomenal matches. Great storytelling and then the most important part it gives you network nxt feels so when when i i agree with you because I, I didn't even bother about AEW, you know and our friend jeremy was talking about oh yeah i'm missing this main event while the main event was phenomenal and it was good in my opinion the participants because i haven't watched it but i could care less at that moment Because I'm like, I'm in old school NXT vibes. But I give it a two and a half. So let's get into night two over here. Starting off, man, we had Poppy come back. Do a little um, song as well, too. A little song and dance. Funny fact, my daughter knows Poppy as well, too. Not personally, but Uh... like just in general like she knew about poppy like like four years ago i'm like what do you mean she's like okay. yeah she was just a weird chick before she was a ro- in a rock band she would just be like hi online i'm poppy and i do things <laughs> before she was actually a rock star <laughs> oh. so like rock and roll kiddo <laughs> so she probably blasted the hell out of no poppy she now, was right? like oh no cringy <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yo, your daughter is great, bro. With this shit she shits on everything. It's great. <laughs> let's get into the uh, let's let's get into let's do reverse. Let's do the highest moments. So, what was the highest moment for NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver Night Two for you? For me, the highest moment was, and it will be, Bronson Reed versus Johnny yeah. Gargano. That. Yeah, bro, that that was my high moment because out of all the matches, I was super into that match. It had me literally, not figuratively, literally jumping out of my seat, rooting for Bronson Reed to get the strap. Obviously, we know Johnny Gargano retained, but every pinfall, every deep kick out, everything Bronson Reed was doing, everything to what Johnny Gargano was doing, it was just a great storytelling. It was a great you know, showing for Bronson Reed, future champ in the company. I sh- freaking wanted him to go over tonight, but hey, you know, things happen and it's always good later down the line. But it, it, it was just so good, bro, because I think it also, it, I mean, on top of it being a phenomenal match, I also kind of went into it with low expectations because, like I told you, I think Gargano doesn't have good chemistry yeah. with big guys because, like, we've seen him with Keith Lee and Damian Priest. But obviously he does because him and Bronson Reed just tore the freaking house down, man. And, and and Reed looks so good, bro. And I don't know. That was just my match. I was so into it. Like I told you, jumping up and down, getting tight. Like, nah, he's going to win. No, he's going to lose. So it, that, that was the high moment for night two, in my opinion. What Oof, about you? This was hard because I, I want to go Reed and Gorgano. Um, I just felt like yeah. every match had something that was great but made me feel meh in a way as well too and mm. yeah i will i'll save it right off the bat i was gonna leave this for later but i enjoyed night one more than night two um Ooh, just for certain yeah. things that i expected to be like more culminations and anything like that final stamp that final moment and instead they were just yeah. they were great matches but they could have been better you know in my opinion but i'm gonna go with the main event um, with Cole and or- uh, Cole and O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, I was gonna combine their <laughs> names for a second. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Adam O'Reilly. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I think the build for this was incredible. I thought the video pack was just incredible. I thought the new theme music for Kyle O'Reilly was just fantastic, especially doing the air guitar, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Um, yeah, Adam Cole's theme is good. It still reminds me of Undisputed Era a little bit. Um, I guess so, so you could be a little bit more familiar who he is, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, they're they're they both have like their singles careers right now, like ahead of them. I don't see any of them going anywhere. I don't see Cole getting cold up or O'Reilly whatsoever. I see both of them still sticking around and maybe a part two or part three for this feud. I think we deserve that at least because I think they have good chemistry, but. Of course they have good chemistry, and they've been fighting together for about 20 years. Of course they have great chemistry. But it's because of the fact that these guys literally killed each other in a PG way that I could appreciate the match. I agree with you a million percent. I really felt like some color was needed in this match, and not just like a little freaking Mm -hmm. rose petal piece of color on Adam Cole's hand. Like, I... I needed yeah. like some some head trauma to be happening because that's what was happening. A lot of head trauma in this Word. match. 
um, Concussion City. <laughs> um, but if I could take myself out of seeing a massacre, because we've seen massacres, we've seen the ladies in AEW perform a match like this even more brutal uh, and shorter. Um, but these guys went out there for nearly an hour and did their best to entertain the audience, make you feel anybody could win. Great callbacks to different moves. And I think it solidified Kyle O'Reilly as a star in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think the swag he's been showing and i don't like to use that word but for the young folks the swag he's been exuding like excuse me with the with the jean vest the little misfit shirt a whole different side that we've seen as opposed to the undisputed era to the music to him coming out with the hoodie to like i told you uh, when we were watching the match i was like I was on my phone before the match started, and when I heard the music, it made me look up. So if you make me look up, your shit is important, you know? So I, I I looked up, and I'm like, who's this? I'm like, and then when I seen it, I'm like, when I saw it, I was like, bro, Kyle O'Reilly's a star. He, he, he's a stud. Just with this entrance, I mean, the whole package was dope. Like you said, it gave you Rock Austin WrestleMania vibes, but... Just watching O'Reilly, I'm like, bro, you're eclipsing Adam Cole right now on every level, in my opinion, just with his entrance and everything that you're exuding. So um, the match was good. The match was good. I, I I would not sit here and bash it just for the color, but it, 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 it you know, I just work weird. I just work weird. <clears throat> it gave me Velveteen Dream, um, Adam, Cole, Adam Cole parking lot match, I think it was. It gave me those kind of, kind of vibes and an extent where... Just a little, a little, little bit of color mm-hmm. would have did it good, but they did, they did go to town on each other on some PG ish, like you said, where especially when Adam Cole, you know, just yanked the chain and used it as a little freaking trigger as a trip to clothesline um, O'Reilly. That was phenomenal when they went through the stage and stuff like that. It was they went to town on each other. I, I, I'm not gonna bash it. It was a phenomenal match. Great storytelling. The video package in the beginning was amazing. It just sold the match and did everything great. But for me, just a little bit more color, because I always think that sometimes just a little bit color, I get it, we're in a PG era, but just, you know, we're old school here. We're old school here as fuck. So just a little color adds intensity to it, and it just adds a do or die, like I'm willing to die for this shit. You know what I'm saying? If you're not going to bleed your head, then, you know, at least sell me the fact that you guys went through a steel gate and had some slice on your back or something like that. Like, show me that that was real in a way you like let me buy into that but i appreciate the match as a whole um mm-hmm. i i do appreciate the um the gargano match as well too i i just felt like well, yeah what was your moment that you felt kind of made you mad um the lack of austin theory Ooh, yeah really? i felt like he had moments but I wanted more. I feel like they should, if they're coming out together, you know, this should be a package. I, I should see 
different moments of Austin Theory distracting the referee. I think that's a lost art sometimes. Like, you know, playing that yeah. villainous heel so that way Gargano can take every advantage as possible. And as much as I want to see Johnny Wrestling do classic matches, you know, Budokaranas and Gargano escapes and whatnot, I also want to see a side of Johnny Wrestling where he's devious. I want to see him take these dirty tactics. I want to see him kind of in a way where he's desperate to hold that title kind of in a way like he was doing with yeah. uh, Leon Ruff where he was just desperate to keep that title this was more of a confident Johnny Gargano going into a guy who's much bigger much stronger than you and has a lot of momentum and I felt like a little bit more than could have helped and it would have made it a little bit more believable for that win but Bronson Reed you know this man is a monster this guy you know, two nights in a row, put on great shows with different sorts of wrestlers. Uh, it couldn't go wrong with, with, with Johnny Gargano. My man does his best to put five-star matches. Mm -hmm. um, I did see him slow down toward the end of the match a little bit, you know, because it was almost like a 20-minute... No, uh, let's see here. This match was about 16 minutes. 16 minutes. I would say... Yeah, 16, 16? Okay. I thought it was close damn near 20. So you have there. these guys going out there for close to almost 20 minutes right there. Um, Bronson did look a little mm -hmm. fatigued with certain things, or maybe his acting is that supreme that it looked that way. I think, I think, yeah, I think his acting is that supreme because he kind of sold the, the liver shot or the liver kick or whatever it was when he got hit. And he was selling it the whole match. That my son looked like he had the number two the whole match, you know? So, like, he was doing a phenomenal job at selling Cause if anything, bro, I'll be honest. Your man Escobar looked hella bloated compared to we'll the big man Bronson Reed. We'll talk about that a little Reed. later. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cause Bronson Reed hit the Veda <laughs> Muso, like you said. So he, I think his selling is on. Yeah, point. that you know Bronson. You know he had everything going for his mat for in this match. I do feel like it would have been nice to see him get that title. So that way Gargano could yeah. be. I, I want to look at NXT and then I want to look at Gargano as like okay. If you need to associate certain things like the IC title, you probably automatically think Razor Ramon, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. You know, mm -hmm. when I look at the NXT title, look I at think Kurt Henning better. Look at you, <laughs> somebody get <laughs> man. Um, you know, when you look at NXT, you know, sometimes you automatically think Demon Finn Balor, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe, maybe a Big E yeah. for, for all you old school fans out there, or Bo Dallas. Um, <laughs> what about Neville? Horrible. <laughs> Holding the title upside down and everything fucking up on night one. <laughs> Terrible Neville. <laughs> he is a bastard. <laughs> um, when I look at the North American Championship, I kind of want to look at Johnny Gargano. I want him to be synonymous with that title. He doesn't have to be, you know, the champion of, like, the NXT champion, but I like him being, like, a multiple Ric Flair level, maybe not Ric Flair level, but, like, a multiple champion that's held this title that knows that this title means everything in the world for him. That's why he's fighting for it. And I'm getting those vibes, little by little. Yeah, I'm getting those vibes. I'm getting, like you said, I'm getting synonymous feels with that strap that when you look at it, um, I'm thinking down the line. Yeah, no, when you look at it at that strap right now, he's legitimately given that strap an identity. And when down the line, 
we'll look at the strap and we'll think, oh, that's Johnny Gargano. He solidified that title. He put that strap where it's at right now. So he's doing good. So for whoever, I I think that's what it is. They want to give it to somebody legitimate that they're going to carry it for a while and have a phenomenal feud. Kind of like, you know, like you said, with Will Ospreay, uh, Ospreay winning the new strap off of Ibushi, you want to see like a blood feud for it. And I think that's what they're trying to find right now for Gargano. With so that tell strap. me this. In, in in this mm-hmm. line right now, you have Johnny Gargano as maybe like uh, the number two guy. Do you have Kyle O'Reilly automatically inject himself into that title, or do you think he should just stay main event, go straight for the main championship now? Who? That's good. Um. At the level O'Reilly is right now, I think he can be interjected into the main event title picture. But you have to see right now. It's like you said. Right now, it's carrying Captain Carrying Cross of the SS NXT. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So before we throw O'Reilly in there, I definitely think him and Gargano will put on some great matches for that North American strap and. Let's just not, I don't want to say bush him out, but let's give Cross his time to see if he can carry it. Let's see what he does. And let's see these matches between Gargano and O'Reilly. And then if you feel that, maybe like, okay, this is not working with Cross because, like I said, maybe there's not a Keith Lee around. Maybe there's not a Damian Priest or maybe there's not another Finn Balor or something. Then interject him into that pick. But not right now. I I, I think it would be too soon. To I, I like that idea. I think it, that all makes sense right there, especially with Cross, you know, holding it down as a captain. You have Gargano and O'Reilly. It can give you three months of just bangers of matches, mm-hmm. especially if it's just them two or you need the way to be the ultra heels against uh, O'Reilly to be a better baby face. That just works in everybody's favor right there. Um, and also, you could build up Austin Theory in that way as well, too. Maybe Austin Theory could have some matches, one-on-one matches with O'Reilly to get better as well, too, yeah. until you get to Gargano. Yeah, kind of like yes. a little boss level, you know, like you said. If, you know, oh, you, you can't take me on just, yeah, you got to beat my lackey. If you impress me or you beat him, you can take me on. And it's working experience for all three guys and phenomenal experiences. So I think that that would be the best bet. But speaking about the way, bro, how did you feel about the women's tag team? You match? know, I thought it was a great match. I thought um, if I, I, I almost ranked this a little higher um, than the um, Karrion Cross and um, Finn Balor, just a tad bit because... I feel like these would have busted their ass in a tag team match, not a women's match or a WWE style women's tag team match with a lot of shenanigans going all over the place. No, these chicks went out there as a tag team, the tag team maneuvers, tag team tandem, told a great story, told, you know, a story of the way and how, you know, they're training in Indie, Indie, uh, to be Miss Indie Wrestling, essentially. Uh, and Candace being the ring general that she is as well, too, conducting herself as a badass. And then you have the, the extreme explosion tag team tandem that is Blackheart and Moon. And I think they've been the best for each other. I, I mean, definitely Shotzi has more upside than Ember, but I think Ember has had a career resurgence being team with Shotzi. She's mm-hmm. looked great. She has a little bit more personality to herself. She's not just a chick that just comes out there as a cosplayer anymore. She's a she's a wild chick. She's a chick out of Mad Max. She's the road runner herself. You know, so you know, mm-hmm. I think it's only been 
great for those ladies. But the match itself, fun, fantastic. Everybody hit spots. Everybody did fantastic. The only probably bad spot about it was, you know, Shotzi almost killing herself. There's memes <laughs> everywhere about it right now. <laughs> Oh, I gotta check. Just like out, one of the funniest bro. ones I was gonna send you, but I was just like so busy posting shit. Was uh, the the lowest flying down the stairs? <laughs> oh, I'm so done. Yeah. And then the other was the uh, the Simpsons kid going through the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, the, the lowest one is like the one where she's doing <laughs> yeah. the cross flag section where she's like, yeah. It's, yeah. They, they're, oh, as soon as it happened, just Rose City. <laughs> but it, at least it looks glorious compared to Sasha Banks where you're like, oh, uh, she might be actually hurt. Yeah, bro, legit. Uh, that's true. And that and that falls on Candace yeah, and Indy. I don't want to bash any women, but that falls... Yeah, that 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 falls on there, bro. I I can sympathize with Candace because, bro, she's like five foot nothing. But you got Indy, like, bro, that was all you. You had to take that, like, oh, I got this, you know, like, I'm a casual, no. you know. So, but um, I, she was just like, f it, bro. Like, it reminds me of a, a, a f up, like. I don't even think it was an f up. I think somebody was jumping out the rope and somebody just walked <laughs> away. It's not like an old school match, like, yeah, yeah, it felt like that's from an old school match. But they should have played but, that um... story then. Like, it, you know, that's also for Candace as well too. If they messed up and missed, then they could have yeah. like acted it out. Like, oh, we meant to, uh, you know, miss, and they talk shit, and then you have the Ember Moon moment where she jumps and catches them. Like, if that's a story they could have really made on the fly. And maybe that could have been Candace right there, not really mm-hmm. thinking ahead of the game. More just like, okay, let me just fall anyway. No one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did notice. Um, but, yeah, was, but how did you but, feel about it? Yeah. I think it was probably like my second favorite match of the night, bro, because um, you obviously know what my low moment is. But um, before I discuss it, um, it was good. It was a straight tag team match. It was female wrestling at its best like you said this is way better than the main roster female tag team division right now Shotzi and ember are just symbiotic yang yang when we saw ember moon come back which you're right she she gave her a resurgence bro when we saw her come back she just came back with that helmet raider gimmick like i'm back and she had no direction with Shotzi, she has direction mad max status she just sits on the tank with her it works so well they're both kind of like you know rag and tag one's purple one's green they're both loud from their attires to their colors hell we're seeing fucking charisma from ember moon she out here doing the road dog shimmy and everything and we've never seen that type of charisma from ember moon so shotzi's bringing that out in her but um as for the match the match was great we saw hella improvements from indie wrestling as i like to say in the way from indie hartwell which she's came a long way i saw star status in her that's why i said maybe you could see her go up mm-hmm. against raquel gonzalez that power bomb that she had on ember moon was phenomenal and just besides that one little mess up like you said where shotzi almost ended herself the match was on point super high paced adrenaline everything um i kind of did enjoy the 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 little style where kind of ember moon was the hot tag where she did the also the yeah. little double eclipse i was like oh my god you just you just went to town with that so that was phenomenal i love bro 
the freaking Shotzi Blackheart senton, whatever she got rating doing, like that 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 weird metal movement, bro. Like, and she just dives. I'm like, bro, that's fucking metal. Like, do berserker. Shotzi. I always think that she's like catching her own balance. Like, up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, like well, I'm not, yeah, like oh, hold on, like it looks like that, but bro, it it's a great tag team. It's um, like I said, it was a great match. I would not be mad if Envy and Candice would have went over, but um, I think the right people won. But it, it's it's honestly my second. Yeah, match I think um, if there was any low point, I did kind of want Indy and Candice to win, just because you already hop mm-hmm. tailed that title just a little bit. It's it wouldn't be that bad if you did it again, because at least you have some teams to kind of fight yeah. for that title, or at least those teams could kind of fight for it, make yeah. it like a little bit more uh, notable. I want to say. Um, I feel like we're on board with the same match being the lowest, but I do want to hear this unless I'm unless I'm wrong. Um, how did you feel before we get into our lowest? How did you feel about Cross and Balor? Who Cross and Balor? Um, maybe I kind of feel like kind of like with my lowest point of the night. Um, although while good, I just really didn't appreciate much powerhouse cross like <laughs> you know like you can't do nothing to me i'm cross with my with my maximilius aurelius <laughs> freaking shorts like you know you can't do nothing to me this is sparta so um it was good hard-hitting back and forth i did like the little mocking in the beginning like battle was like bro you're nothing you're nothing i've kind of faced more this is what you got for me this is nothing um kind of like you know the little x marks the spot kind of like you have to really off me to beat me um so it was good but it was just i i I, i'm really bro it's just me but i'm really not on board with with how cross came back i don't know what it is but i'm kind of feeling old school before injury leather jacket cross you know fallen prey now i'm just getting weird little winter soldier vibes because even the ending sequence like Yes. Shotsy was yes. Shotsy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she was. She's still on my mind. <laughs> um, but uh, what's yeah. her name? Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet Bordeaux. She was kind of like, you know, ranting and chanting. And then we kind of saw like a little trigger flip in, in Cross. And then he just went ballistic. So obviously you're seeing that they're using uh, Scarlet more. I was going to say Shotsy again. They're using Scarlet more for it. But I mean, it, 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 I feel like it also didn't reach a level because I know, like you said, he's more submission based, a lot of MMA style, but I'm just really not on board with this powerhouse cross since he came back in my Yeah, opinion. I think I we're on the same page that. with that. Um, yeah, if, if anybody went berserk, it was cross with fucking Scarlet. <laughs> you know, yeah. Carrying the berserker. <laughs> the berserker. Yo, he did. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man. You like, were saying some stuff. I'm, I'm here, and I caught it too. And I was like, "But she, she like saying some gibberish to him." It's like the Undertaker, yeah, like oh, knock, knock, knock. Exactly, because I'm sitting here trying to get close to my TV. I'm like, "What you saying?" I thought she was like, "Don't tap, don't do this, yo, recuperate." Nah, she over here, like you said, <laughs> nah, I'm a knock, knock, and stuff. I'm like, and that's when you saw the trigger. I'm like, "All right, we doing Zemo into Soldier now, bro." Like, <laughs> uh, um, it felt like it was gonna happen no matter what. It felt like this was the plan yeah. to. 
see where where he can take NXT. And I feel like he can. I just felt like this match, like you said, the way he's wrestling is very much a powerhouse. And I feel that they made him change that way. Because even when he came in, you know, fighting Champa, he wasn't this like, you know, I'm going to do it 50 power bombs kind of guy. No, he was going from like suplex to, you know, Tiger suplex to to T-Bone suplex yeah. to Saido suplex and stuff like that. And then this, the straight jacket submissions mm-hmm. and whatnot. This was just like clothesline, brute force, Polish hammer, here's yeah. a kick. L- l- laughing. <laughs> laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, muck, muck, we muck, are muck, laughing. Muck. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And then it was just like straight brutality from Cross. And we know he's more than that. That's the thing. We just don't want him to fall in that I pick stuff up and I put stuff down kind of powerhouse mode. Because this dude is a freaking onion. There's levels to him and complexity that he has, if that's even a word. But. I, I just didn't appreciate it. Once I saw the first kick out of the coup de gras, that's another thing. I'm like, all right, you kicked out of the coup de gras that freaking easy. You're gonna win. I, I didn't get an, a lot of deep counts from Ballard to Cross as well, but I guess it goes hand in hand with he's supposed Correct. to be the powerhouse. Correct. I think it was a little lacking in that department right there. But you know, hopefully, this shows that Finn is going back to the main roster. Maybe they, they desperately need Finn Balor up there. I think he's learned a lot. I think his 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 time away from the main roster to, you know, cultivate this new character. You know, the the sniper, the prince character, going back to the main roster will be mm-hmm. great on either brand, and we'll see what Cross does for. NXT, especially moving to Tuesdays now, um, there's no pressure to go against a Kenny Omega or a John Moxley. You can cultivate your brand the way you need to, and not worry about anybody else. You're the torchbearer, but you can really like do something different now, and not have to like look over your shoulder. Like, all right, ratings, how we doing? Yeah, I feel you. So, do you see? Balor obviously revisiting Cross for a little bit before possibly getting called to the main roster, or do you see a whole new face? I being think a whole new face should go go in. I think, although I could see them, him and Balor having one more match. Um, I'd rather this be like the send all for Balor and ushering the new generation for NXT, and we could see Balor on the main roster. I think another loss would kind of just diminish him if he was going to the main roster again. Okay, and who would you like oh, to see as that new face? Throw in Bronson Reed, bro. Oh, I would not be mad at that, bro. Yeah, I think Bronson yeah, Reed is ready I think it's for a that, fun bro. little uh, way that you can build up to for the next takeover. Someone big enough for Cross to sink his teeth into, do powerhouse moves, and look good against a big dude. And then Bronson's very agile; he can sell all that shit for Cross as well, too. So that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see that, bro. Ooh, all right, let's get into that. that. So you're, yeah, let's get into that low moment. Let, let, you're on no, no, you page. you have addicts. I know, What's I know, the... this one felt more to you like than anything because there's a lot of high stakes. Mm. Yeah, man, it was the ladder match. It was the ladder match, and I don't, I, I don't want to say it, it. Maybe it was the opening, but it was the ladder match between you know Santo Escobar versus the returning Jordan Devlin for the undisputed cruiserweight champ because we know Jordan Devlin had a strap because of the pandemia, he couldn't travel. So then, you know, Escobar has his own cruiserweight strap. So it was a unification ladder match. 
And when you see these combustible elements where you got uh, these cruiserweights, this is a cruiserweight match. So, like you said, and like I thought, I'm expecting poison ranas from the ladder and freaking just going to town and going crazy out, flying out the ropes. And we didn't get none of that, really. It was a super low, methodical, grounded Hard-hitting, hard yeah, yeah. We did see some high moments where the Jordan Devlin hit the moonsault off impressive. the top of the ladder, yeah. which was phenomenal. That, Yeah, that, that was fucking phenomenal, bro. Um, the Spanish fly off the ladder, the Spanish fly on the floor as well on the mat. But it never hit that cruiserweight level for me where I can sit here and say, okay, I'm watching the cruiserweight match or I'm watching what... Santo Escobar character is where he says he's Lucha incarnate basically like you know I carry this legacy I didn't see none of that I I, I it just never hit that level I saw more intensity and more I wanted from Devlin than Escobar I don't know if he was bloated because he looked like he blew up in a matter of minutes bro I, for the life of me when they hit that first Spanish fly on the mat I was like fuck that that looks sloppy but it was because of Escobar it wasn't because of Devlin so, but I, I I wanted more high spots. I wanted more high flying. I wanted more jumping out the ring. Maybe a little bit of more than incorporation of the ladder. Um, I don't know if it was the commentary as well. Kind of Beth Phoenix was blowing minds like, oh, ladder beat Escobar, <laughs> you know, things like that. So, but it was a very lackluster match, and I don't think it was a great. Opener. Yeah, so it felt pretty bland. It? I felt that. Uh two guys wrestled in a match and then incorporated a ladder. I thought the Devlin spots were pretty damn good. I thought the Escobar spots were okay. Um, I thought, you know, Legado coming out for a split second and leaving was kind of stupid. I was like, why, why not just stay there and hold goddamn match and help him win? Like, that just makes the most sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it would have been because it would have made him look like been better shit. too if they passed him the loaded fucking mask and then he hit, hit him with the loaded mask to, to end the match instead of the regular headbutt bro sorry for cutting you off for the life of me I don't know why they have not been using that more often because that right there is your thing to get you over you did it a few times I'm not sure only one time, I feel like I you did it once but I'm gonna say right once I was just saying a few times just in case but I you only did it once never again how epic would it have been if he would have pulled it out right now but yeah man i, I think this was a low point you know escobar does get the win uh very lackluster even taking the titles it just felt like it happened um but you know yeah. it's a moment for him he gets to be an undisputed cru- cruiserweight champion which is pretty cool in his own right right there he brings out his son as well too which i know you hated mm-hmm. he was like fuck that anti-negative one <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing it to <laughs> I felt the malice in your voice. It's <laughs> like, bang, no negative That's one, only one. That's what I wanted to see. It's 15 years down the line. Mini Escobar and negative one at it. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Give me that. Um, but yeah, you know, that happens. What does that mean for Devlin? I'm not too sure. Hopefully he, he gets a rub going into NXT um, UK. Maybe they do more things with him. Um, maybe they stretch this feud out just a little bit more. It, it does have legs if you want it. If you want it, but you need to have a clear yeah. baby face and a clear heel. I feel like that's what kind of messed this match up a little bit as well too. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't really a clear. F- Is it just me, or do you think this match did not need a gimmick? I mean, I like the gimmick. 
like it, it gives you WrestleMania 10 mm-hmm. vibes with uh, Michaels and Razor. Um, but mm-hmm. I just felt like, and they, they both can do it. Like, it's not like they both couldn't do it. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was nerves. Maybe, maybe somebody fucked up. Maybe they just don't have the chemistry, but maybe that's what it is. It's the chemistry. It could be, or maybe it could be my son Escobar like <laughs> done too many churros, bro. Because yo, he ate pan dulce all freaking night before, bro. Like cafe con leche. Because yo, my son, my son, bro, you were cruiserweight, my man. How you gonna blow up in less than fifteen minutes? That's the first thing I saw when he took those deep breaths. I'm like, what? I, I even texted you. I was like, wow, yeah, this this is bad. He's yeah, man. Blown, he's like, I know I'm like, winning anyway, so it don't doesn't up. matter. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing too, bro. The the strap. Thank you for it, accenting that. Where he went up, got the straps, and maybe it was just the fatigue and the tiredness that he had that he could not celebrate, bro. Because it was very yeah. lackluster. He just held him. Junior, Chancho, ah, Chancho, hold my belt, Chancho. <laughs> Chancho. Yeah, Chancho. <laughs> so done, bro. I'm done. But yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the celebration was very lackluster for a unification for being undisputed bro it didn't feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm undisputed like I got maybe you, so. maybe if you would have put the it, females it, uh, like if you would have put Ember and Shotzi in the, in the beginning and had this afterwards possibly yeah. that I don't know I don't know I don't I don't I don't know I I, I will sit here and say Escobar okay. dropped the ball on this one. I, I, I think it, I think it all falls on him, bro. Because I was seeing it like gradually as the match went, he just got more lethargic. He really didn't try to hit high spots. It felt like he just wanted to get out. Like he was exuded, tired, bro. Like Let's he blew his load. Exactly. Maybe those tassels were weighing him down, bro. I was getting warrior vibes. I was like, I'm, why do I feel like there was somebody else on? Oh, uh, they well? were. Wait, didn't Carrion? Yeah, was Carrie it Cross? Right? Yeah, was it cross, right? yeah I think it was boots. I... <laughs> Bro, tassels on the boots are making the comeback. But mullets and tassels. Very, very mullets. Yes. <laughs> that should be the next wrestler gimmick, bro. Come out with mullets and tassels. But very, very disappointing match, bro, for something that should have been, honestly, the best match on the card, if not the second. You hear me, Quark? If not the All second. Right, how many slaps do match. you give this one? This one, I will go and I will give it. I'll... Damn, bro. I'll give it three. I'll give it three. I'll give the second night three because of the crowd. I felt like the crowd gave me old school vibes. I freaking enjoyed the hell out of the the Bronson Reed and the Gargano. I I text you. I was like a child when when Balor came out. I never get tired of that entrance. Never get tired of that theme music. You know him just sitting there, a la pistols <laughs> with the sniper for a hot minute. I'm like, yeah. So I was loving that. Um, the women, they they just tore the house down as well. The cross was probably my weak moment as well. A tad bit and the ladder match, but I think. The fact that the women's match was so great and the Bronson and the Balor entrance gave me everything old school vibes. That's is a solid. Team. I'm gonna give it a. Th- How'd you feel? I'm gonna give it a three as well too, um, I, for all those reasons you said, and it didn't make me change to watch Impact Wrestling, which debuted as well too tonight on Thursday. 
I forget, look at that. I, I had that, that recorded, so I'll watch yeah. that next, but it didn't make me change the channel on that either. So I think it succeeded for that reason alone. It had me captivated, you know, not even for for a break just to mm -hmm. make some food or anything like that. I was there from first match to last, so I was in it. I was in it. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. one more yeah. thought I wanted to throw at you. Were you were you kind of mm -hmm. not upset but put off that you didn't get to see uh Taya Valkyrie or maybe even a B Priestley show up on NXT? Or takeover, I, I um, the well, you, you can say NXT. Um, uh, the B Priestley, I read, I'm not sure if it's factual or if it's just you know to to throw people off. But the B Priestley, I heard that if she goes to NXT, she's just gonna mm -hmm. do strictly UK, so that's why I'm not that surprised that we didn't see her on the you, you know, over here on the side of the states. But um, maybe that's just you know shenanigans to throw people off. But I would have liked to see a Priestley. Attire. Throwing the name Frankie Monet out the freaking window. Because I, I don't know, bro. Like, it's just a weird stage name for me. Or whatever I, I, it is. I love I that Monet really posts my nets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, a little. Well, um, yeah, a little upsetting that. I mean, Ty Valkyrie's the next big thing right now in NXT. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. She's a freaking star. So the fact that she did not show her face or at least you saw the little doggy run out somewhere and then have her come out or anything. But we saw the vignettes or whatever. And yeah, but B Priestley, I'm not that surprised, though. Maybe Were you expecting Italian, one of them to I pop like out? Frankie Monet gimmick. I think it could work. Um, I I'll tell you this much. I see mm -hmm. her and Billy Kay making money together. Yeah. yeah, that's like Miz and so Morrison perfect. right there yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, bro. That that is Miz and Morrison. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, she's de yeah. she debuts this Tuesday, right? So looking forward to that, bro. And and it's actually refreshing that we don't have to sit here and strain. I'm gonna watch one first, or I'm gonna watch one later. Now the fact that we're getting separate shows on tuesday wednesday and thursday yeah man i cannot wait i cannot wait as well too and guys that's our review right there for both nights um we still have a lot to go through this weekend we have of course um uh, wrestlemania this saturday and sunday as well too. um mm -hmm. so much look forward to with that um a lot of indie events happening as well too you know jo uh, josh barnett's blood sports actually happened as well too i believe tomorrow so that should be interesting as well yeah. too and all the other wrestling that we have to catch up with if you guys are into the mma world come look at us at the kamora chronicles because bellator comes back to showtime tomorrow as well too friday friday with a light heavyweight Ooh, showdown yeah. walk him through that real quick Ooh, do i want to walk him through that no i do not um <laughs> i want come, come and cuddle up come and give me a hug um yeah it's the rematch between Ryan Bader and Lyoto Machida, 10 years in the making, where we saw them fight back on UFC Fox. Um, UFC, yeah, I think it was UFC Fox, mm -hmm. Brandon Vera versus Shogun, and Machida, Machida knocked out, frick out of freaking Bader. I think it was in the first round. So we got the rematch 10 years in the making. We got uh, an epic Liz Carmouche and freaking Vanessa Porto. You know, Flyweight, she's debuting as well, Vanessa Porto. So it's going to be a yeah. freaking phenomenal match. And it's the first match 
into the light heavyweight grand prix that they got going on there so if you guys love mma check that out you know and check out the kimura chronicles where we do the same thing that we do here i don't know if you dropped it but we you know we talk mma out there is we're having fun right here so check that out the kimura chronicles that's on facebook instagram twitter is tkc podcast underscore on twitter and that podcast is everywhere wherever you guys get your podcast check us out google us you know Ooh, i couldn't say it we so well myself you did it so great right there <laughs> ewa podcast as well too you can find that at ewa podcast on twitter also on instagram and we wrestling audio on facebook it's out there as well too on apple podcast spotify and anchor and much 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 more uh if you guys are into the movies business you like things about trailers movies anime my hero academia some winter soldier sexy zemo <laughs> dancing <laughs> Ooh, it's your birthday yo that's tomorrow my hero is freaking saturday bro there i you gotta go. see the daddy so much for us to talk about on that podcast <laughs> pop culture fanatics it's on all podcast platforms out there as well too pcf podcast on twitter on instagram and of course pop culture fanatics on facebook and um ooh, tell us about game sir i know we wanted to get some some more updates on on that other podcast oh some more other updates which we're gonna have another episode soon I don't want to say tomorrow, but maybe possibly before the weekend's over, somewhere in between, maybe. Um, yeah, Lag Switch Gaming. Um, where we talk video games, Val jumps on that, our boy Jake, and some childhood friends, like I always say, we just talk about video games and um I I wanna update the continuity on that. So I'm thinking the next episode probably gonna give a little quick review of a game that i've been going to town on which came out recently outriders i'm fucking loving that game so um possibly jump on that i know you want to talk about empire of sins yeah Um, Yeah. empire of sin that's what it's called right okay yeah so empire of sin out on the xbox you know have kind of like that xbox ps you know two type of world and stuff like that so that's lag underscore switching that's on instagram and that podcast is on spotify and apple and if you guys love video games you know so just interact with us and hit us up out there and listen to the podcast and have fun with us like we do here but if you real quick but if y'all want to hit me up personally because like we said we love the my hero here and everything else if y'all want to hit me up personally hit me up in my twitter and my instagram sun eater ua that is all together and y'all can find me right there i am the handsome chap with the <laughs> you should have heard me on the other <laughs> podcast i ended it off you can find him at sun eater ue <laughs> uh, i was like fuck wait <laughs> Sun Eater Yui. I want to know where the fuck you sent them to. <laughs> no, but yeah, those. Are, I went on a ride about it too. I was like, oh, it's my hero. Oh, but if you like, it's like UA, like you know, uh, yeah. And I just rambled. I rambled yeah, so yeah. much on that one. It was so great. Ah, uh, yes. We, which we have to discuss. Discuss. Yeah, we gotta discuss these last definitely, episodes. Definitely, definitely do. So. And of course, uh, yeah. Luchabouse is going on Instagram, and on the Twitter as well too guys it's been for real uh, we're at the tail end of this right here but thank you Jay once again for, for mm-hmm. taking this ride down the wrestling bandwagon with me uh, it's always a pleasure bro you know I get to kick it with my best friend talk some wrestling some MMA always, always man so we shit, support bro. the movement this is the way <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes this, this speaking this, about this Gary Busey this, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Legends house. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> if you have not seen Legends House, go check that out. We about to watch that tonight. Check episode number two. Gary Busey giving life lessons to the legends. <laughs> with 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 like a little rice crumb on his lip, bro, the whole time. Like. <laughs>